Another idea, get back out on the front lines from time to time. How much time are you spending at your office or working solo on your massive leadership headaches? And how much time are you spending on the front lines uh, being part of that thing which actually called you what you love the most? Get some fresh air out there on the front lines and be reminded of what you're trying to accomplish in your job. This is Hans Finzel. Welcome to the Leadership Answer Man. This is a show for leaders about taking your leadership skills to the next level. Whether you are a seasoned leader or just starting out, I promise to give you practical leadership tips that you can use this week. No matter what your leadership situation is, I can help. Remember, leaders make things happen. My passion is to help you lead more effectively. Welcome to episode 50. I kind of feel like we need some rockets going off. You know, I'm personally excited that I've made it to show number 50. A lot of people start podcasting and they quit and they give up. And, and you know, I'm just thankful that uh, I've made it all the way to 50. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your downloads, for all the great comments I get, for your tweets, your feedback, your pain points, and the awesome ratings you've been giving me on iTunes. Uh, if you'll keep that up, I'll keep it up. I really appreciate it. My only regret is that we don't have more people listening. And the way you can help me get more listeners is tell your friends about it, tweet about it, and go on iTunes and give me a good review. And uh, I just appreciate it so much. What we're going to cover in the show today is what I call Go Ahead and Take the Plunge. This is the last in a series of podcasts about the topic of passion and leadership. It's kind of surrounding my book, which is probably going to be out by the time you hear this, The Power of Passion and Leadership. It's a new ebook that I've just recently launched. And we've been, each of these shows stands on its own, but uh, if you want to listen to them all, they are, they are a great series, 46 through 50 of my podcast. And today we're going to talk about the second piece of uh, what we've been talking over in the last couple of shows. If your heart's been robbed of its passion, if in your job or your work or your leadership you don't have joy, the passion piranhas have gotten to you, and you want to get your, uh, you want to do something about it. I, I've really outlined two uh, possible paths. Just imagine you're walking down a beautiful forest path, and all of a sudden there's a fork in the road, one to the left and one to the right. And if you've lost your passion, you're not living your joy, you don't love what you do and you don't do what you love, there are two forks in the road. The last show I covered the left fork, which would be get your groove back. And there's all kinds of great pointers in that show of how you can get your joy and your groove back without changing jobs, without leaving your organization, leaving your church, leaving your ministry. Lots of great tips in show 49 on how to get your groove back. Well, the right path... I'm not saying by right, correct. I'm just saying the other option is to go ahead and leave and to find something else and to move on and to take the plunge. And that's what we're going to be covering in today's show. And then I want to give you a sneak peek about another new book that I've got coming out called Launch Your Encore. I have mentioned it a couple of times. It's really a book for people in their 50s and beyond about what to do with the rest of your life after your main career act is over. Launch your encore, because we boomers don't believe in traditional retirement. But when it's time for us to move on from uh, the career that we had, and it's time for us to go through that official, quote, retirement, 
let's launch an amazing encore. Show notes can be found at hansfenzel.com. And of course, my podcast directory of all 50 shows are at hansfenzel.com slash podcasts. Thanks so much for all those pain points you've shared. And I want to continue to share those uh, with you. And I'm not giving the names, but this is a great pain point related to the topic of the show today. From one listener who just changed careers, not just job, but career. Here's what he said. I've worked as a professor for eight or nine years and started in that position just as I completed my doctoral dissertation. Admittedly, I was very green starting out, and I had a steep learning curve ahead of me. Ultimately, I did make tenure and was promoted to the next level. I have earned the respect of constituents outside the university, especially in regard to applied research and service, and I'm recognized regionally as a leader in my field. However, he went on to tell me some confidential things that I'm not going to share on the show today about the battle in his position and the lack of joy and fulfillment. You know, he was 10 years into this career and realized uh, the old adage, he climbed the ladder that far and realized it was leaning against the wrong wall. So here's what he said. I also would like you to know that I have recently decided to move on from academia into the nonprofit world. Your podcast, When to Know When It's Time to Go, played an important part in that decision. Thanks for all you do, and thank you for sending that to me, and it's helpful for me to know. It really encourages me to know that um, these podcasts are making a difference. So he took what he's good at and just moved out of the world of academia into the nonprofit world to use those things that he's good at. You know, these podcasts are free. You know, I don't charge for them. And and my reward are messages like that. So please let me hear from you. Well, the road to passion recovery. Option one is to get your groove back. Today, we're going to talk about option two, seek a way out as you move toward your heart. This in many ways is a tougher option, but it's the right choice if you can't get your groove back. If you're no longer a fit, face to music. When I made the decision to step out of my leadership role and pursue my heart, I had a wonderful board of directors that cared for me and helped me make that transition. This is a huge responsibility of boards, and it's often neglected. Helping the outgoing leader finish well and leave well. My board was so very kind and generous, affirming me for my 20 years of service to the organization as the CEO and Sadly, I have so many dear friends in leadership that as soon as they indicate to their board that they think it might be time to leave or they feel led that they need to move on, they're no longer fulfilled, they're often shown the door immediately when the ministry has used them up and burned them out. And unfairly, when a leader is struggling at that junction, if you're on a board of directors, don't just cast that leader on the heap of used up leaders. It's just not fair. You're going to have to help that person leave well and finish well. And that's what my board did for me, and I'll forever be grateful. I know some of you are struggling with this question. Some of us are loyal to a fault, and we need to let go. How do you know it's time to move on? How do you know if God is releasing you from what he called you to do? You have to get serious about looking at your situation. You know it's time to leave. When your job is important but it bores you, 
Your job is strategic, but you no longer have a heart for it. 75% of what you do is outside your sweet spot. In other words, your passion zone is less than 25%. Everything on the edges of your job and outside your job is what pulls at your heart. The juice is no longer worth the squeeze. You're worn out and you can't fix it. You've lost faith in those in leadership above you. Your team has lost faith in your leadership. Better opportunities are pulling you out. You've lost your calling for this position. God clearly is leading you to move on. Your heart has left the building. My dear friend and mentor who is, listens to this podcast all the time, Peter up in New Jersey, shout out to you, buddy. You just this week said, hey, let's FaceTime. I want to catch up and see how you're doing. He's one of the mentors of my life that I appreciate so much, a great friend. And he advised me in my career about eight years ago. He said, you should think about moving on. If what you see in the rearview mirror, parenthesis memories, is greater than what you see out the front windshield, parenthesis vision. Boy, he nailed me with that one because it was all about what had happened, not about the future. And the question that I hated most is when people ask me, Hans, what is your vision for the future of this organization? I didn't have any more vision. I had run out. After 20 years in the helm, it was uh, clear I needed to move on and step out. But then we wrestle with issues of timing. How do you know when it's time to move on? You know, the above list that I just gave you really boils down to a matter of the heart. What fuels you and what drains you? Where are you being drawn? What is your heart telling you? How would you answer the lottery question, which is, if you won the lottery, what would you do with the rest of your life? For me, I found that the things I was most passionate about were on the edges of my leadership position. And you might ask me, hey, what is that? Well, I love writing. I love writing books. I love writing articles. I love blogging. I love podcasting. And I love speaking about what I write about. And all that stuff was sort of outside of my responsibility. And so for me, I realized, you know what? I really need to go to where I can do what I love the most with the hours of my day and all my energy. Those stars of interest and passion were calling me more and more. And the two circles of passion kept drifting further and further apart. My passion zone dried up to nothing. Activity and responsibility that at one time had given me great satisfaction and fulfillment became boredom and monotony. I had to jump off the diving board and follow my passion. I'm going to get to that final jump of mine in just a moment. Now, I'm naturally a very loyal person. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the way I was raised. You know, my father always said, don't ever start anything you're not going to finish. I am loyal to a fault. I'm extremely loyal to people, and I'm loyal to my promises, and I'm loyal to my commitments. But I learned along my journey that this strength can become a dangerous weakness. For those people who work in the world of ministry, I find there are two extra big burdens 
that seem to keep people from following their hearts. It's called calling and loyalty. Did you know you can be loyal to a fault? You might find yourself in this situation, I may be miserable, but I'm being obedient to God's call on my life. He called me to this ministry, so I have to tough it out. I run into a lot of people in ministry that are quietly wasting away being loyal to God's call. Call seems to trump misery in the Christian world of leadership. It goes back to that question that somebody asked me the other day. Can God call us and want us to stay in a place of unfulfillment and unhappiness because we need to be loyal and obedient to him? You know, to me, the answer is no. I think he created us to be joyful and to be happy and to do what we love and love what we do. And, and, and I was hung up with this vicious cycle myself until God helped me break out of it. And I, and I guess I blamed him when I really should have blamed myself for my own lack of insight into my heart. And here, I'm going to tell you something real special. I highly recommend you Henry Cloud's book, Necessary Endings. That book gave me the release that I needed. This book helped me jump off the diving board when I realized that there is a time to let go of loyalty for everyone's best interest. And the book Necessary Endings just shares about the seasons of life and how you can't have a new beginning until you experience a necessary ending. And some of you are hanging on way too long and you need to end it. There's a season for hanging in there, but there's also a season for letting go. If it's your time, give yourself permission to quit, to let go. You see, I will never be called a quitter, but I had to let go. I had to say, it's over. I love what Moses said on the mountain when God called him up on top of the mountain, showed him the promised land, and he said, you're not going in. It's time for you to quit. You're done. He did not argue with God. He accepted it. When Moses began his career, he argued with God about his assignment. But at the end of his career, when it was time to stop, he did not argue. Great lesson there. You know what he did? He fell on his face and prayed, Oh God, may you raise up a leader for these people so they will not be like a sheep without a shepherd. That's maturity. I would encourage you to always follow your heart. You can trust your heart. People really do love following people whose hearts are filled with passion about the work they do. Do what you love, love what you do. I was really encouraged with in this journey, not only by Stephen Jobs, and I've quoted him a lot in the last few podcasts, but another one of the people that I really admire, Howard Schultz, founder and CEO of Starbucks. I don't know if you like Starbucks or you hate it or if you drink coffee or you don't. You know, I'm German, and of course, you know, Donna says my blood bleeds black, and I've actually got a Starbucks iced Americano sitting here as I'm recording today. I don't care whether you like Starbucks or you don't. I don't care whether you like Apple or you don't. But you've got to learn some great lessons from Steve Jobs and Howard Schultz. Uh, the first book that Howard Schultz wrote years ago was called Pour Your Heart Into It. And it was just where he had this vision to bring the Italian espresso coffee experience and coffee shop to America. And he had such a passion for it. And everybody said he was crazy. No American's ever going to pay more than a dollar for a cup of coffee. And, you know, against that headwind, because he had so much passion about what he believed in, he proved all his detractors wrong. That book was written years ago. It's called Pour Your Heart Into It. His new book 
is called Onward. Like Stephen Jobs, he came back to the company that he had founded and run and then left uh, the day-to-day operations, and it, it sort of drifted away from its message and its calling, and he came back, and that's called Onward. And this is what he says, and I this is the quote for the show today. Founder and CEO of Starbucks, Howard Schultz. There are moments in our lives when we summon the courage to make choices that go against reason, against common sense, and the wise counsel of people we trust. But we lean forward nonetheless, because despite all the risks and rational argument, we believe that the path we are choosing is the right investment to do. We refuse to be bystanders even if we do not know exactly where our actions will lead. Boy, that's called following your heart. That's called passion. The title of this podcast today is Go Ahead and Take the Plunge. So for all of you who I meet who are afraid to take the plunge, I want to encourage you to do so. When it comes to leading at the top, we have to be all in or all gone. One of my senior leaders pulled me aside one day and said, Hans, we need a 100% leader. You need to be all in or all gone. There is just too much at stake. And you know, he was right. It took a lot of cuts for a guy to say that, a person to say that to the boss. But when I got over my anger and defensiveness, I realized that God was whispering to me through this messenger. And I shouldn't kill the messenger because the message was really from God. We leaders need to move on when passion has left the building. So I did leave, and after 20 years in the first chair, I decided it was time to move on, and and it's just been great. I asked my board to start the process, and I've already shared with you that uh, they really took good care of me. It was one of the hardest decisions of my entire career. You know, it's easy to accept a new job. That's an easy decision, to accept a new challenge, to go to a new company to take on a new school. Hey, Brad, congratulations on your brand new leadership assignment in a new school. You know, that stuff is relatively easy to accept. The hard decisions are when you've decided it's time to leave, when your heart has left the building. Like most kids, I was afraid of the high diving board at my local pool. You remember climbing out on the high dive when you were a kid and you slowly walk out to the edge and you look down? I've always been afraid of heights and I I went out to the edge and I looked down and I was terrified. And I thought, I don't have the courage to jump off this board. And you know, I thought to myself, you know, I walked back and forth and back and forth and, and I wanted to climb back down the ladder, but guess what? It was full of all the other kids that wanted to go off next, and they were looking at me with a lot of disgust and anger, like, go ahead, Hans, and jump. It takes a lot of courage to jump off the high dive. Well, I finally did jump as a kid, and uh, and I jumped as a as in my career, and I finally took the plunge and said, I'm going to leave this career that's been so awesome, and I'm going to start over, and the results became a great new beginning. I've never once regretted jumping. What I do regret is I took too long to jump, and I wasted some good years in in a neutral zone that I could have spent in my sweet spot. But I have to say that Donna always reminds me that God's timing was right on this, Hans. Don't second-guess that. I've gone on to start this new career, and one of the results, of course, is my podcasting. I'm doing what I love. I love what I'm doing. Jumping out was one of the best decisions I ever made. 
John Wayne said, courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. I saddled up and began my ride along this great new path. And during that ride, I learned a lot. I was not going to a new job, but creating something out of nothing. It would have been a lot easier road for me to look for another paying position. But like I've already said, I was led to stop trading hours for dollars and to start my own thing. And some really great trusted advisors came around me, among them Peter, my faithful listener up there in New Jersey, and said, don't jump into another job and position working for somebody else's dream and vision. You need to start your own thing. That's really who you are. So I decided to follow the passion of my heart and create something brand new out of scratch. And in today's economy, more and more people are doing this, especially later in life as an encore career. Uh, Dan Miller's website, 48 Days to the Job You Love, that's, that's what it's all about, moving from your day job to your dream job and having the courage to jump out. Now, oftentimes it's not creating something out of scratch. It's moving to a another position. And I know some of you listeners who I'm close to are right now looking for that next thing. And you're not happy what you're doing, but you're waiting for that next position. And especially when you're younger and you got a big family and you got children to feed, you got a wife to take care of or a husband to take care of, you know, it's, it's different, but uh, consider doing it. When I was in that land between my old career, my new career, my old job, my new job, I, I, it was kind of a one-and-a-half, two-year journey because I, I asked the, told the board I wanted to leave, but they asked me to stay till we could find my replacement. They got a search team together. It was a long process because they didn't want to be leaderless, and, and it was a great process. It all worked out super, and they found a Joshua that had worked under me that became the next leader, and it was a very good, smooth transition. I learned a lot about how to do transition right. But during that land between, I began – to journal a lot. I've always journaled, but I, I journaled during that journey about all the things I was learning as I was diving off the board. It's almost like a very slow motion dive. I did find when I jumped off that diving board that I had a very soft landing and uh, the pool was full of marshmallows and God took great care of me. But I journaled over 158 pages on my laptop during that year and a half journey. And I, and I would encourage you, if you're on that journey, you might want to journal and see what you learn about it. Donna and I felt a little bit like Abraham and Sarah, who were told to leave their home and all they had ever known and, quote, go to a place that I will show you. What does it take to do that? It takes faith. And you know who Abraham is? He is the father of our faith. It's where faith really comes in when the new plan is not all that clear. So I chose to document that journey and watch what God would do. He gave me a couple of promises that I hung on to. I want to share a couple of them with you. One of them is Psalm 62, 1 and 2. I waited quietly before God, for my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, where I will never be shaken. Oh, man, was that a good promise. I could stand 
on his rock. When everything I had known in my career seemed to be eroding like quicksand, I learned that at the very bottom of all that is his rock. Another great promise that God gave me in the moments as I look back, uh, and I was thinking about my career in the past and looking forward, and and I've struggled with self-doubt and fear. And I know I think doubt is a big thing that happens in this journey. I would highly recommend my friend Jared Easley's podcast on Starve the Doubts. I listened to that a lot during this journey, and it helped me to starve the doubts, which will come. Doubt and fear is one of the biggest enemies when you want to take the plunge off that diving board. So one of the promises he gave me was from Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. It's really an amazing promise that God will make streams in the desert places. And maybe you think you're moving from a lush forest of security to a desert that is insecure and you don't know what's out there. And is it going to be a desert? Are you going to die? You're going to cook out there in the desert. Well, he promised me that I would not fail, that Donna and I would not starve. We would not become destitute. We would be able to feed ourselves and clothe ourselves and have a roof over our head. There was not a wilderness but a, and a wasteland awaiting us, but a place of abundance and success. And here it is, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. (laughs) I could just see that. You know what happens when there are streams in the wasteland? Green stuff pops up. After I jumped, God opened up so many new opportunities, and I realized I was living my encore. Every promise he's ever made to me and Donna, he's kept. They are the real deal. You remember that baseball cap I talked about? Life is good and inside is sown the words, do what you love, love what you do. Well, today I'm mentoring leaders, coaching leaders, podcasting, writing, advising, speaking, working alongside my wife Donna in so many pursuits. I put that baseball cap on just yesterday and I looked at those words and I smiled as I walked away. Do what you love, love what you do. I always smile when I put on that cap and I Give a quiet shout out to God for leading me to have the courage to jump off that diving board to do what I love and love what I do. So I'd like to finish this podcast by saying, take the jump, take the plunge. You won't die and wonderful, wonderful things will happen. I also want to mention here at the end my new book, Launch Your Encore. If you go to the book, it's coming out in March of 2015. And you might be listening to this podcast after that date, but if uh, whether you are or not, go to launchyourencore.com and you can learn more about that. The more I thought about the idea of an encore act in my life, the more I wanted to write about it. And my friend Rick Hicks and I decided to write this book for people who are 50 and older, Finding Adventure and Purpose Later in Life. So I hope you can check out the website. And in the words of Max Lucado, your last chapters can be your best. Your final song can be your greatest. 
This has been Hans Finzel. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Answer Man. Remember that leaders make great things happen. We can always take our leadership to the next level. What are your leadership questions that I can answer for you on a future podcast? Please write me at hansfinzel.com and check out my leadership resources and sign up for my free email updates. I hope you keep listening and learning and that you go out there this week and make a difference with your leadership. Thank you.